You're listening to the Homestead Gardening for the Texas Gulf Coast podcast with Kristen Howard. In my last episode, I shared with you the number one planting myth, how and when to plant ornamental plants in the ground, what to do with potted plants that get too big for their pot, and how to transplant plants already growing in the ground. I love citrus. With so many culinary uses and a surprisingly wide variety of flavors, it's hard to not grow as many as possible. And when I find a citrus tree on sale, it comes home with me. Now, I don't think I'll be finding any trees on sale anymore, but there was a time when many would find their way to my house. It was so easy to get carried away with so many varieties to purchase. Before the 2021 Texas freeze, I had owned 20 different varieties of citrus, and through various weather events, most did not make it to today. So I had to get smart and reevaluate my garden and culinary goals to accommodate the weather. In this bonus episode, I'm going to share with you exactly which citrus varieties made it to the top of my list and are growing now in the citrus and herb garden, which of my citrus survived the 2021 Texas freeze, how and where I grow my citrus, my fertilizing tips, and how I protect my citrus in the winter. My citrus and herb garden is located south of the greenhouse, as in just behind it, and north of the garage, sandwiched in to hopefully protect most of the trees during high winds. I also have a shade tree to the west, and to the east there is an ornamental tree that gets cut back every winter to bare bones, absolutely no branches. In the summer, I let these branches grow and it actually helps just a little bit to reduce the stressors from the summer heat. And this reduces the number of times that I have to water each week as well, especially because I'm trying to establish newer trees and that's more difficult to do. Now the tree that I've chosen as my ornamental tree to shade in the summer happens to be a tree I don't recommend for anybody, but it's extremely fast growing, called a chinaberry tree. The citrus are planted on top of filter fabric set in fire pit rings made of metal with gravel surrounding them. Each planter is filled with a soil mix similar to the my veggie and herb soil that I mentioned from the ground up, which is a really well-drained soil with a lot of microbial activity and nutrients. The top six inches is mixed with added leaf mold compost, And when the citrus tree is installed, it is set so that the top of the root ball is level with the top of the firing. This is because over time, and by over time, I'm thinking more of like in one month, everything's going to settle and that settling will happen and lower below that firing. So if we start with the top of our root ball at the top of the firing, we'll have about a one inch lip so that things aren't spilling over later on. A special organic blended fertilizer is added in the ring around the base of the plant, and the hole is filled with the mixed soil and compost. A granular citrus fertilizer is added to the top of the original plant root ball, which is different from the organic blend fertilizer. And a thin layer of soil is used to cover exposed roots and that topped fertilizer. Everything is then topped with one inch of hardwood mulch that's undyed, and then it's watered in two or three separate time frames so the water doesn't run immediately out the bottom of the raised firing. It also helps to water the soil as you're adding it to the ring. Watering every couple inches of added soil 
helps the soil to immediately start settling correctly. And this is going to prevent a lot of that runoff when you're watering in the plant later on. Planting my citrus in a raised fire ring like this is a new thing, a new technique that I've been using for a couple different reasons. So I actually had all of my citrus planted in ground, and that was always the plan, even for this location. However, year after year, when I needed to protect my trees, I ran into the same problem. Year after year, Houston would have this kind of random freeze that would blow in. And I found it more difficult to protect my trees when they were in ground because I didn't always have a lot to attach to. The firing actually allows me to use box tape to quickly assemble a cover and attach. Speediness can be key when a freak storm starts blowing in, not because I won't be able to cover a tree in time, but because I won't be able to finish covering my trees before I lose feeling in my fingers and toes because the temperature drops so rapidly. And that's the problem with owning citrus in Houston. The wild temperature swings make it very difficult for a tropical plant, like a citrus tree, to manage its own internal system because there's not enough time to acclimate to an extreme one day to the next. After the 2021 Texas freeze, I was left with a handful of citrus trees and a lot more citrus tree rootstock. Some citrus trees survived in the greenhouse, or at least partially survived, but one tree made it with very little damage, and one tree came back above the graft a few months later. In ground, my seven-year-old Maywa kumquat has survived every flood, freeze, and summer heat stress this crazy place has thrown at it. It's the tree I recommend to every landscape design client that wants a low-maintenance citrus tree. Now, not everybody really wants to use this recommendation. They really are looking for a Meyer lemon, but it's still my first recommendation. The fact that it can be completely unprotected by a cover or buildings or other trees and handle so much stress year after year puts it at the top of my list as a best variety for Houston. So let's talk a bit about this kumquat and varieties that you might find around here. The Maywa variety is my preferred variety for cold hardiness and fruit taste. It has delicious sweet skin and sweet flesh that's a fun garden snack. It's the most cold-hardy variety that I have grown, and it can withstand temperatures down to 18 degrees Fahrenheit, which is truly impressive. Other varieties I've found sold in Houston include Megami and Kalamondon. Neither is as cold-hardy as the Mewa or as tolerant as stressors. Nagami has more elongated fruit than the Mewa and is still somewhat sweet, but also a tiny bit tart and more middle of the road as far as the flavor is concerned, but it still has the sugary skin. Kalamondon is known for being sour, and this makes it valuable for culinary use. However, I had the most problems trying to grow the Kalamondon compared to other kumquats, and if I'm going to be spending that much time trying to grow a kumquat, I would rather struggle a little bit and find a good tasting lime to grow instead of that calamondin for the sour flavor. My other outdoor planted survivor was located in one of the fire rings I mentioned earlier. It's an orange frost satsuma, and I attempted to cover this tree for the 2021 Texas freeze, but it really didn't have a proper setup to give it the best chance. Other larger trees were actually a priority over this tree in the first place, but if I had covered it properly, I probably would have saved the entire tree. Luckily, it had an extensive root system and foliage did grow above the graft after the tree had some time to recover from the shock of that freeze. 
removing dead wood from this tree really helped it recover faster too. For a completely different motivation, I actually had to transplant this tree after the freeze. And once it was transplanted into its new location, the branches grew quite rapidly. After less than 10 months of impressive growth, you probably wouldn't even know this tree was nearly just a stump this past spring. I had another satsuma growing during the freeze as well called Arctic Frost, but it didn't have a chance. I think it was actually ill or stressed before the freeze because both varieties should have some ability to recover since both have had the same cold hardiness. The Orange Frost and the Arctic Frost are cold hardy in zones 8 to 11. Orange Frost can withstand temperatures from 30 degrees down to 20 degrees, and it did withstand temperatures below that level, but it also sustained quite a bit of damage. When we're talking about citrus and hardiness, it's important to recognize that a tree may live below the temperature it can withstand, but you may be left with just a few tiny branches instead of the huge tree you had originally. It really just depends on how healthy your tree is before that stressor and how vigorous your root system is to help it recover. Now let's talk about taste. The orange frost satsuma is more complex in taste than your grocery store mandarin. The sweet and tart flavors the orange frost presents are no match for the watery sweet store-bought varieties. It's very easy to peel and I can overlook seeds and my fruit if the taste is worth it. A few greenhouse citrus plants survived and those citrus varieties made it to the top of my list and are growing now in the citrus and herb garden or at least I'll manage to plant them in 2022 when I have more time to finish the rings and gravel expansion. This list includes Improved Meyer Lemon, Pond Can Mandarin, Ujukitsu, Tarako Blood Orange, Owari Satsuma, and Orlando Tangelo. You might notice I don't have any limes in this list. That's because I really haven't found a lime that I love that I want to mess with outside at the moment, they were also extremely difficult to find after the big Texas freeze when everybody was buying up new citrus to replace what's died. But if I was going to buy a lime, I may be troubling myself with something more difficult that lives in the greenhouse instead of something that's planted outside, just because limes are not known for being extremely cold hardy. The improved Meyer lemon is known to have more cold tolerance than other citrus, down to 20 degrees. Although my neighbor swears he has two Meyer lemon trees, but neither have made it out of a cold snap alive. <laughs> they do grow from the roots, and he also swears both were grown from a seed a couple decades ago, which I absolutely do believe. The root system is so vigorous, in fact, that when his trees die to the ground, they will actually grow back to a towering 12-foot height in just three years. I personally think he just has a regular lemon because the fruit from his tree is huge and really lobed, and the Meyer lemon has small fruit, much smaller than a typical lemon, and has a more smooth exterior. The taste is supposed to be sweeter than a regular lemon too. I personally don't find this to be quite as valuable as I prefer a mouth pucker tart lemon to a sweet lemon, but the cold tolerance is what drew me to this plant, and the fact that all my clients want to own one makes me feel that it's necessary to give it a fair shot in my garden so I can give an honest review in my business. The Pond Can Mandarin is hardy to 30 degrees. It's not the most cold hardy selection from my list. In fact, I accidentally mixed it up with another tree when I planted it, and it's in the least protected location where it is located now. 
I will be leaving it alone to find out if it can handle the pressure of this winter season, mainly because we haven't had a winter season yet and it's almost Christmas. If we have a warm winter, this tree will pass with flying colors and I'll just leave it alone and see how it does next year. The fruit from this tree is sweet and tart with an emphasis on tart. It has smaller fruit with no seeds and really thin skin. It was definitely a great garden snack while doing chores this fall and it fits easily in a pocket. I like grab and go garden snacks so I'll be trying to encourage this tree to grow a bit more and hopefully it'll be big and strong by the end of 2022. One of the things I'll be doing with this plant is fertilizing first thing in spring with nitrogen to try to get the plant to grow more leaves and branches before allowing it to focus on fruiting again. The Uchokitsu is a really interesting cross that resulted in a sweet lemon with pear-shaped fruit. I've heard it's a cross between a lemon and an orange, or maybe even a tangerine. Either way, eating this lemon is like eating a sweet, juicy orange that just looks like a lemon. Really super neat fruit. It's cold hardy down to 22 degrees, and it's surprisingly resilient in general. I do have to admit that I lost a young tree in the 2021 Texas freeze, but that same tree survived two other normal freezes, so I'm pretty confident it will be fine. I like it so much that I actually own two of these trees. The Taraco Blood Orange is cold hardy to 24 degrees and suitable for zones 9A. The fun thing about citrus is that the taste improves in the cold. So although most people are worried about cold hardiness with their citrus, it's important that the oranges and all of the citrus in general get a little cool down as it sets fruit in order for the taste of the fruit to improve. With the Taraco Blood Orange specifically, the chill helps the fruit actually turn more red and helps the fruit to ripen. The flavor is similar to most blood oranges, but it's always the color that makes this fruit incredibly fun to own. The Awari Satsuma is said to be able to tolerate down to 15 degrees, which is lower than what is published for the previously mentioned Arctic Frost and Orange Frost varieties. In fact, it's lower than the average Satsuma lowest temperature. The fruit is supposed to have an easy peel, be seedless and sweet. It ranks high in taste tests, but I'll admit, it was really the cold tolerance that attracted me to this plant. Last but not least is the Orlando Tangelo. This tree interested me because it's a cross between a dancy tangerine, which was on my list to purchase but I couldn't find any, and a Duncan grapefruit, which I had never heard of. The resulting fruit is tangy like a grapefruit, but also sweet with an easy peel, like a tangerine. Honestly, it sounds a lot like my other fruit, but I get to say I grow a tangelo, which is pretty cool. The Orlando variety is one of the most cold-hardy tangelos, down to 20 degrees, too. I hope today's episode gave you a little confidence to either start or restart a citrus tree in your backyard, and gave you a little insight into the why, where, and how, so you can select a better variety for success and offer your tree the best growing conditions possible. If you have any questions about citrus, such as other varieties, when or why it's flowering, or when fruit ripens, Follow me on Instagram for answers to these questions or ask your question on Q&A Friday. And in case you were wondering, this episode is brought to you by my real job. As a landscape designer and the owner of HDG Landscape Design, I've had the privilege of working with a wide range of clients and properties in the Houston area for nearly a decade. If you're interested in having a beautiful outdoor living and pool area, landscape, or edible garden, 
and you don't know how to turn your ideas into reality, consider using professional design services. Design, consultation, and even educational services are available on my website, and you can find all this information in the podcast description. Thanks so much for learning with me. I hope today's episode convinced you to plant or transplant a few things you've been waiting to do. As a reminder, you can see what's growing on now in the test garden or get your specific questions answered each week by following me on Instagram. Instagram. 